And you, ma'am? How's the food? I think we have a critic. <laughs> I don't think she likes the special sauce, Rick. Welcome to the Movie Mouthfuls podcast, a movie podcast with zero table manners. Each episode we'll be tucking into movies and the odd television show to chow down on some of the most iconic cinematic cuisine scenes in cinema history, as well as just about everything else that we can get our hands on. I'm Jordan, a bloke trying to be known as the film fella online, and yet again I'm joined by the UK's number one competitive eater, Beard Meets Food! Hey, we're back again. I know, I can't believe three weeks in a row. I thought we'd have like crashed and burned by now. I know. <laughs> this is put this kind of frequency has put my sex life to shame. <laughs> three times in three weeks. Kill for those numbers these days. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> How are you doing anyway? Sex life aside. I'm good. I'm kinda I am fresh off the back of the, the old Jack Mates Happy Hour podcast, so I'm I'm kinda hey, in hey, the what, podcast what, zone. What, what, what are you doing? This is the, we advertising another podcast on our podcast. I don't think that that, that podcast <laughs> needs much advertisement, does it, you know? I know, I'm kidding. I'm hoping I'm hoping that our uh, thirteen listeners um, are happy to, hey, to have us back for the third week in a row. Thirteen. I think we're up to a guaranteed listenership of, of around forty at the moment. We've got we've had our first over a hundred plays. God is, damn, it's, it's pretty good. A matter of time until we get that Spotify exclusive deal. Well, yeah, the only only time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might run out of films and TV shows with films. Never, never. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you you cheating on this podcast aside, you're all good, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm ready to discuss today's film. It's one of my. It's it's it's. I don't want to say it's one of my favourite films, but it's definitely a much beloved film. Well, you did recommend it, and I will yeah. shamefully admit, as as you scolded me on air and off air about <laughs> not seeing this film. Bearing in mind that this is another film that came out the year that I was born, that's no real excuse considering I should have seen it by now. Yeah, I mean, I was I was eight. I didn't watch it at the time. It was yeah. it was a, it was a bit much for an eight year old. But yeah, I've since come to love it. So yeah. Um, a fantastic recommendation. Also, I should shout out as well that Dietrich from that song from that movie's podcast uh, mentioned this, slid into my DMs and said, are you going to do this film as well? And I was like, well, Beard's mentioned it, you've mentioned it, I've not seen it. And it's got Michael Douglas in it. What, what more could I possibly want? So uh, do you want to tell us what film we are sort of, I'm skirting around but not mentioning? Yeah, we're, we're talking about the uh, the iconic Falling Down. Yes. Um well, I guess I guess we should just go straight into it. We'll go straight into some general talk. I'll let you explain the film because you do it much more concisely than me. Well, it's, it's fresh in your mind. I, I have not rewatched it. Again, I've not really done my homework. Um, so why don't you kind of give us the, the gist of the film this week? Try not to ramble too much, and uh, then we'll get into some... And, and you can just cut in if yeah, I start yeah. going off on a tangent. Cool. So we'll, we'll, we'll chug a, a little chuggy intro in there, and then we'll get going. <laughs> so here we go. Cheers, Lee. Perfect. It's, it's brilliant every time. We, we're just both here. So you forgot your headphones. You've got no idea what it sounds like. So I'm getting all of the the full leanness this week. Can't, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, listen to all of his guitar I'm, riffs. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in the dark this week. I should say as well before we do get started. Um, this is I think hour number twenty nine of uh of the fast that I'm on right now. So if I if I sound a little sleepy, then you just have to give me a bit of a break. You know, if I say anything daft. I've not eaten for a long time, and I'm, I'm waiting to eat after this after this podcast. He's too kind. What he's really saying is I'm really boring, and <laughs> <laughs> he's just got no energy whatsoever. Um, you know, I'm surprised he's put up with me for three weeks so far. But yes, 
falling down. So I suppose me being the fresh babyface spring chicken watcher of this this particular film because I've not seen it before, I should probably try my best to explain it. I guess the easiest way is blocking car in one of those god-awful American traffic jams where it's on, on like an interstate thing. It's just it's just jammed up. There's a school bus next to him. Everyone's kicking off. It's red arties. AC's not working. He can't wind his window. He's just having a really bad time. And we've all been there, right? Yeah, we've, yeah. We've all been there. We've had a bad time. I mean, cars are much better now, but we've we've all been there roasting in a, in a queue. We can all relate. And uh, yeah, he just... It just, for want of a better, better word or better phrase, he just, he just fucking snaps, doesn't he? He just, he just absolutely. <laughs> oh, we're going X-rated. I'm not used to swearing in my content, but yeah, he does, uh, he does effing well snap, and that's putting it lightly, I think. <laughs> so yeah, kicks off as a fly in his car, whatever. He gets out, some blokes like, "Where are you going?" He's just, I'm, I'm going home. That's it. He's just, he's just gone, which I, I found hilarious because at the time, this film does a really good job of not really explaining the whole backstory straight away as to why this guy snaps. So to begin with. The synopsis for the film, which literally is pretty much what I've just said, you know, man leaves his car in a traffic jam and then tries to go home and there's a lot of obstacles in his way. And I thought this was kind of like a kind of happy-go-lucky comedy, kind of about a guy that sort of <laughs> loses How his wrong shit. you were. I was so wrong. It, it's one of those where because you, you just don't know, especially if you never watched it, I was just like, right, okay, makes sense. He's lost his shit and he's going to go off on like a little adventure now. And uh, it's Michael Douglas and, you know, my... I know he was in Basic Instinct, you know, I, I know he was in sort of Wall Street, those sort of like big, big films, but my more modern interpretation of Michael Douglas um, is he's a bit more jovial, a bit more comedic, he's doing that, um, the Kaminsky project on Netflix, he's, he's in the Ant-Man films, he's a bit bit more sort of comedic in tone, and there is a bit of comedy in how he plays this role, but I, that was where my head was at watching it, I was like, it's going to be a bit dark, but not not to the levels it gets to. You you have to remember as well. This is this is this was actually a pretty big. I don't want to say a big shift, but it's a very different role to what he was back then. You, you talk, I can't believe you didn't mention it. What about romancing the stone and yeah. jewel of the Nile? Those were some clad like a budget knockoff, slightly more uh, uh, what's the rom com y version of like Indiana Jones. Yeah. So the, this is a big shift to a, a definitely more adult thing, but it's still yeah. The the the, the is a comic ability as an actor is very useful in this film. Yeah. No. It, it- hundred percent. I think you've you think you've summarised it really well, and I've got some facts that kind of tie in a little bit into what you've just been saying. I know off off podcast before we started this, you was very excited to see what facts I'd pulled out for this one. Sometimes it's it's a real chore to find stuff. I couldn't find anything about the specific food scene that we're going to get to later on, um, other than maybe a couple of little tidbits sort of things. Nothing, tidbits, Tina, little little. You told like a forty year old sometimes, man. I know. I, know. I, uh, I don't know. It's, it's maybe my. My Yorkshire are seeping through a little bit. I'll be confusing any international listeners um, if we've got any. <laughs> um, so yeah, this um, before I go into the facts, this film was directed by, obviously, I didn't know anything going into it, directed by Joel Schumacher. You may recognise that as uh, you know the bloke that brought us the bat nipples and also the bat <laughs> credit card. Um, so yeah, he, uh, he directed Batman and Robin. Mm. Uh, he also date millimeter, and uh, unfortunately, as I was doing the research for this, I just thought, oh, "Is he still alive?" Because he's quite an old bloke. He, he died last year, sadly. So did he? R.I.P. Joel. Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. sad. No, that's that's sad news, man. Sad. I didn't know that. No, neither did I. So you know, you can't say that I'm not an informative host. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm not sure it was a great idea to start a podcast with such kind of crushing. 
We'll we'll pick Sad it news. up. I, I, well, I started with bat nipples. Ah, true. Know? Good point. Good point. Um, so obviously in this film, I, to be honest, I could have gone through casting and tried to figure out what other films people were in, but obviously you've got Michael Douglas, who seventy six now as of right yeah, now, which man. is amazing, and he's still going. Obviously, famous at the time, like you said, for Romance in the Stone, etc. You've got Basic Instinct, Wall Street, Fatal Attraction. Now, currently, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, I think is the next you one. You skipped like 20 years of his filmography <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, just jumped. Just jumped, like, what he was famous for, that bit in the middle, and then everything at the end. He married Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes. Some stuff where he lived on his <laughs> island in Malta, wherever it was, and like now he's moved on. Uh, but top bloke and excellent in this film. And then you've got a um, very famous actor, uh, Robert Duval, who was, um, I think he was in Apocalypse Now and a few other films like that from sort of that kind of era, playing uh, Prendergast, the detective who's, who's just uh, just trying to retire, basically. He's uh, having yeah. a hard time, but we'll get to him in a second. And then you've also got, um, I kind of recognised her, and I was like, where have I recognised her for? Did the research, figured it out. So you've got Sandra, who plays the police detective, who's kind of like the, not a rookie, but someone that like he's obviously taken under his wing and they go out for lunches and all the other cops sort of bully him and her because they're, they're friends. Um, it's played by Rachel Ticotin, if I'm, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. She was in the original Total Recall and she was also in Con Air. So, Total yeah. Recall, don't get me started. <laughs> Come on, get your ass to Mars. We, uh, we could do we find in a film that's got some kind of food in it and Schwarzenegger. Well, we, I know we, I, I know which one. The, all right, the Christmas. This is going to be the Christmas special because it's going to have to be Jingle All The Way with the cookies. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's plenty of food in that movie as well, not just the cookies. So we'll get done. I mean... Have you heard this? We're, we're, in, we're currently recording folks in, uh, in, in June and he's predicting that we'll still be doing this at Christmas. So that's exciting. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll few facts I promised a few facts you obviously hit me with the facts over there. hit me with the facts so i've literally got few facts before we get into it um so the screenplay you were saying that um douglas big big change in what he was doing at the time like um, i think he won an oscar for for wall street which was 87 i believe and this is 93 mm. filmed in 92 and the screenplay was rejected by every major hollywood studio but Douglas read it and said it was one of the best things that he'd ever read. And yeah, he sort of saved it and got Warner Brothers to pick it up. Mm. So there you go. So the, the whole change in his thing was his own doing. It wasn't like the casting. I mean, obviously they must have sought him out at the time because he was a big, big actor at the time. But Yeah, I mean, he's probably sick of doing... Um you know, those weird kind of like borderline soft porn movies, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like basic instinct and, you know, what's the, what's the other one with, the, uh, with uh, Sharon Stone? You know about Fatal Attraction? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you, you probably want to do something. This is a little bit more kind of a really philosophical, uh, it really makes you think this film which sounds like a corny soundbite, but it does. It does. And I get the, I can get that now. Now you've told me that you really want to do this as a bit of a passion project. I can see why, because, it, yeah, it's a, it's a great film. Well, as you say there, passion projects, one of the other facts I've got kind of marries up with it a little bit. Douglas actually took a pay cut just so that this could get made. So he was, he, you know, for for want of a, a better, and, you know, this is this is a podcast with no table manners, so I'm just going to throw it out there. He, he had a bit of a hard-on for this film. Like he's already just like this is really to... X-rated today. <laughs> well, Calm down. I'm just picking. I'm just picking it up. I'm locked in a room with this picking, guy. Picking... <laughs> yeah, all doors are shut as well. Locks. <laughs> you know, we're we're a good distance away. You know, for COVID safety reasons as well. I guess. Um, did you know as well that you may not have seen Michael Douglas in this role? Who who could you just have a have a think during this time? Who who could you imagine would be? 
Ooh, it's tough one. 93? Dennis Quaid or something? Nope, he's not on this list. Nicholas Cage might be a bit early for him. Uh, no, a little bit early, yeah, I'd, I'd say. Harrison Ford? Bing, you've got, you've oh. got one. You've got one. I'll, 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 we'll be here all day. I'll be just firing people at me. So you could have had Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Mel Gibson, Harrison Ford, as you mentioned, Jack Nicholson, Ed Harris, Michael Keaton from, from last week's episode, from The Founder, Dustin Hoffman, Alec Baldwin. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Basically every leading man from the, the late 80s, early 90s. Okay. Je- Jeff Bridges and Robin Williams, yeah. yeah. Uh, Robin Williams? It, that would have been too soon for his stuff to have gone dark, I think. He was kind of at the stage where he'd have done the comedic it would have stuff been a, really well. Yeah, it would have been a totally different film if, if, he'd, if he'd done it. I, and I can't really imagine Jeff Bridges doing it either, only because every time I see Jeff Bridges now, in my mind, it's, you know, it's the dude. The dude, yeah. I just can't. Maybe we should do an alcohol episode at some point and just... Why pick, not? Food pick, and drink? Yeah, pick some, some alcohol. We can have some uh, white Russians. But anyway, I'm digressing. Uh, the drink, by the way, not, not actual white Russians. Um, <laughs> it was filmed during the LA riots of 1992. So obviously there's a lot of... Uh, racial tension going on in LA amongst other things. I did know and that. I did know that one. Did, I knew it was one. filmed in the, yeah. So they had to film some of it in some of the Warner Brothers lots because it was deemed too unsafe, too, too, yeah, too unsafe. I was going to say too safe. De- deemed too unsafe to be able to do it out on the streets because a lot of this film, when you're watching it, is just filmed out and about in LA, just like on random streets. And Yeah, I mean, your, your synopsis was good, but imagine, I think this would be my synopsis of the film. Man loses head in Traffic Jam then emulates Grand Theft Auto for 90 <laughs> minutes. Because it's basically that. Because you're following one dude around with a slim supported supporting cast yep. and uh, some weaponry too later on. Which yeah, he sort, of up, he sort of upgrades, which is kind it, of a bit it's about, It gets like... more and more ludicrous that he's, what he's carrying around. And, and like you said, this is all going to the backdrop of, of a real-life, actual, quite violent awful set of riots as well yeah, as yeah, bad yeah. so yeah interesting um but yeah i'm surprised really when they were filming this i know some directors like spielberg when he did jurassic park used some of the the real hurricane that stopped a lot of the actual footage being done and put that in the film uh-huh. so you would maybe maybe it's too um you know too, too highly strung or whatever to, to put in you know, I, I know where you're going. I would have thought, film, but like some some it, sort of scenes of people running about and on, on, off. I think on grounds of taste, probably. This, yeah, best not to, at it. maybe. Yeah, to, I, I mean, I, I, if I was the director, I wouldn't do that. No. If you got somebody, you know, who works for the Sun or something, or BBC after <laughs> after this yeah. weekend, maybe they would have, uh, maybe they would have shamelessly covered it and used it in the film. I was going to say for for historical sort of reference here, you referring to the Christine Eriksen euros yeah collapse. yeah yeah which i mean it's, it's not it's not part of what we discussed on this on this podcast but it was we're, we're both football fans so it, it has left us quite that affected live. that was yeah that yeah. was awful anyway yeah. can we can we yeah. get off the dark stuff i yes, do this for fun yes, yes. so um in, in more fun facts did you know i can't remember the name of the episode you might know this actually if you're a simpsons aficionado i don't know if you are but the episode with grimy is actually based completely on this film the one, frank grimes um, yeah, so the guy that um, joins the, the power plant. Yeah. And Why was that based on this film? Because it's just a guy that's trying to just have like a normal job and a normal day and Homer just keeps like one-upping him. So because uh, he also uh. wears like a white shirt. Uh, and tie. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. There's a, yeah. I think Hank Azari. And he loses it as he, as he goes yeah. along. He gets more and more. He's kind of pretty placid, right? Yeah. 
And then as he loses, just yeah, snaps, yeah. and he's just a regular dude. Um, and a fun sort of additional fact to that: apparently, the creators of The Simpsons were very upset that they killed him off at the end of that episode. Because in retrospect, they've said that they could have had a lot of fun with his character going forward if they just kept him around. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Maybe they'll bring Grammy back somehow. I don't know how, but <laughs> it's strange the things have happened. They brought back Dirty Den to EastEnders, right? Yeah. So I mean, come on. It could be done. That's it. They could bring him back for the the one of the Halloween specials. If they, they shouldn't even still be making the Simpsons. Let's be real. Yeah. That that should have finished like at the tenth series or something. It's golden. Golden Age is is, is up now. But. Yeah, I, I agree. I also was just going to say that was a very deep cut to just throw in an EastEnders reference. That again, if we do have any international releases, I don't even watch all. EastEnders. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it's just a, it's a culturally sort of we we just all know about it, even if we yeah, don't watch yeah. it. Um. Douglas considered this his greatest ever performance. I don't know if he still does, but yeah. he he has. And I, to be fair, yeah, I, it's up there. Yeah, what has he done that's better than that? I, I, I don't think. I mean, Ant Man. <laughs> I mean, he's good in that. I mean, he's, Douglas is good in everything, right? Pretty much. Yeah, no, I agree. He's, he's fantastic in absolutely everything. But um, yeah, I, I can't. It, top of my head, top of me heed, I can't think of uh, anything that he's done that's better than this. No, I I am I'm firmly with you there. Um, I didn't know this, but when I was looking for the facts, apparently it's incredibly geographically inaccurate, and there's loads of people that kicked off when this film came out. People that live in LA that were like, if he went this direction, it would only take him as long as the film takes to to be a film for him to get from where he's going. Obviously, he goes out of his way and ends up in like the Hollywood, like Beverly Hills sort of area of um, California, well LA at some point. Um, but people have still like worked it all out and figured out that it's just not not possible. But um, when Schumacher found out about this, his response was, "Falling down is not a documentary," which yeah. is very true. It's a film. Like lighten up, guys. Like I get it. Like I like to nitpick as much as. But come on, man! It's yeah. a film. You just yeah. suspend that. Can that that. Anyway, let's not get into it. It just goes into a line. And then finally, um, you know... God, how many facts are here, man? It, the, 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 if the facts were fun, now they're, they're less fun. What's it, the... it, it's a fact carpet bomb, isn't it? <laughs> just, just fact after fact after fact. There's less food scenes in this one, so it should still... Touch wood should still be a short podcast, folks. We both like um, a, a bit of rock and roll, a bit, yeah. a bit of metal music. So did you know that the Foo Fighters parodied this film for the music video for Walk in 2011? I'm not a big Foo Fighters fan. Oh. I like Dave Grohl. I think he's yeah. a, he's a real cool dude, right? But their music, I think they. You know what I say about Foo Fighters? They make good records, good singles, good songs, not great albums. I'd never listened to a full Foo Fighters album, you know. So I'm, I've never really warmed to them. It's a little bit straight rock for me. It's not really got much. Uh, I mean, they they write good songs. I'm not criticizing them or anything. It's just not they're not really my bag. It's, it's not quite a garlic bread. It's not what you get. Yeah, well, <laughs> the less said about that, the better. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm slightly, I, I'm a bit of a big Foo Fighters fan. Um, I do get where you're coming from, though. Some of the albums are a bit, bit, you know, plugged up, just gap, gap filler sort of stuff out there. But yeah, this this music video is literally, I wouldn't have known that without seeing this film, but he does literally get out of his car and just walks mm-hmm. and has like a massive violent like breakdown and starts beating people up on the way. But it's more comedic in tone because obviously it's the Foo Fighters, so it's not. Yeah, they're not actually, it's not like it's, an R-rated thing. No, it's, um, right, it's okay. a bit more jovial. But that, um, you'll be pleased to know, is the final <laughs> fact. Jo- I'm just imagining Dave Grohl now jovially beating people up. Like the big smiles are like, poof, poof. Yeah. I mean, he's a big guy as well. So. I think I'd be, if I was beat up by Dave Grohl, I don't think I would be too unhappy about it. If I was going to get beat up by somebody, I'd be like, I got beat up by Dave Grohl. But no way, I could sell that to a newspaper. Well, to be honest, people would be like, no way anyway, because he's like the nicest guy in the world. So what True, the hell yeah. did you do? Did you eat his food? 
Well, that could be Paul, it, yeah. Paul just, oh, was like talking to him, tried to get a picture with him and just took his burger as you were talking to him or something, maybe. He'd owe me though, like after he beat me up, then I could be like, yo, all right, Dave, now you have to do a video with me. Let's go eat like a pizza <laughs> together or something. And that would be, that'd be an instant winner, a million views straight away. You're going to kiss and make up with Dave Grohl over pizza. Yeah. Like, all right, cool, cool. Um, but yeah, that is that is the final fact. Anything sort of blow your mind there or? No, no, those were some, like, you, did, you did your homework. Those were some good, fun facts. And uh, yeah, what are, we, are we moving on to the, the actual, the, the, the iconic scene yet? Or is there anything else in between? I don't know. Is I mean, you haven't watched, I was going to just say any kind of particularly interesting quote, because this film is just like, quote, quippy liner heavy all the way through. Like everything is just delivered so well and is so funny, even when it's not, like it is meant to be funny, clearly, but it also isn't because it's quite dark. It's kind of, it, it toes that line. It's just, just in between that gap. So I, is there any that you can remember off the top of your head? I, I can remember a few, if I, not, and then we'll jump into the scene. I remember mostly from the, the, the I, I kind of remember iconic moments from the scene rather than specific lines. But um, you're right in saying this is a film you could get very philosophical about, you know, it, it engenders a lot of discussion about, um, you know, human behavior and stuff. It, it definitely we, does. We, I won't, mean, we won't take it there. We're trying to be lighthearted, but you know, it, it is one of those films that really makes you think. The, the world is moving at an even faster pace than it was in 93. So just, you know, think about that, I guess, is what you're getting yeah. at. Um, I mean, I'm going to do just some quick quotes in a second, but something, some pet peeves that I had. So imagine that I am defense and see whether you agree with me or not that these are very valid pet peeves that, I mean, we probably potentially wouldn't go to the lengths that he does. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, days. maybe this days. is where you find out that Beard would do it. I don't know. Lynn sometimes says to me, she'll, she'll be like, you're going to have a falling down moment one day. And I think maybe I will. That moment probably would not result in use of a rocket launcher, you know? Yeah, it's a bit far. I, could, I can totally re- re- relate to the, the food scene though. Yes. So We're, we're going to get to that in a second. So I guess the first one I would say is the, the, the where he goes to the Korean bodega like shop, like the corner shop. Yeah. And um, the guy basically gives him a hard time about trying to change like a dollar into some change for the phone. Yeah. Um, no change. You've, you've got you've got to buy. That is that that is a huge pet peeve of mine. That's so annoying. But you go in and they can open the register or they can like give you change or what. It's, it's not unfeasible, and yet they still still refuse to let you do it. You got to buy a packet of chewing gum or yeah. Coke well, or you you got to drive drive business, right? You don't know this is a thing. You don't know what this this bloke's. He might be trying to feed his families. He's on hard times. Nobody's using his shop. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's the the, the whole movie is essentially about the breakdown of human relations. Uh, and in the in that what, what would normally happen maybe back when defense Michael Douglas when he was a kid. You know, the you uh, you'd go in there and they go, yeah, no, no worries, kiddo. Have you have you change and stuff? And it's it's talking about how bureaucracy and all these things have uh, have kind of led to human uh, conflict. Let's say, I think. Yeah, would um, would you smash up a shop? I'm just gonna go fire no. through a couple of these. You not go that far? No, I would. I I think I would respect the fact that it's the 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 shop owner's policy. If he doesn't want to give me change, fine. But I'm not. I I ain't gonna be shopping there. So yeah. I, it would be smart of him to give me the change. Mild mild annoyance is what yeah. he's sort of saying. Cool. Yeah. Also, donuts for one dollar twelve for six. I thought that was pretty decent. I don't know why he was getting so. I rate about yeah, that is he joking, man? Like, there are donut shops now, like these quotes, yeah. artisan donut shops, it costs you like 40 quid for a dozen. Like, yeah. do me a favor, man. Yeah, well, this is why I was thinking. I just thought it's food related. We'll slip in. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, so, yeah, he uh, tells him it's a pleasure frequenting your establishment. I said I'd chuck some quotes in there as well, and he 
fucks off yeah. um, onto his, his next annoyance. So I'm trying to think what is the next thing that he does. Oh, um, people asking you for change, um, you know, out on the street, you're walking through Leeds City Centre and someone asks you for change. You know, I suppose, I suppose it depends on the person, but in this particular instance, it's a veteran. And he uh, turns around when he says he's a vet and asks him if he's an animal doctor, which I found <laughs> absolutely <laughs> hilarious. We don't really have that kind of, well, I've never seen that kind of a homeless person in 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 England. It's like a vet that's asking for Yeah, I mean, so anyone, anyone could fall on America. Yeah, anyone can fall on hard times, man. Yeah, you I'd, can I'd, give I'd, someone a quid or whatever or yeah, if you want yeah. something. I, I'm not opposed to that. I think they should, well... I, Good. Well, you some like Dickens, <laughs> no, Dickensian no. villain, like Scrooge. Scrooge over there. <laughs> that wasn't what I was trying to sound like. I just, I'm just trying to rationalise whether he, whether he's gone too far or not. <laughs> I think it's that, it, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the, the film is implying that the the uh, the the beggar is probably not quite yeah, genuine. Yeah, he he's actually just like some guy yeah. who's just making up a load of bollocks to try and get yeah, some money off. Yeah, I him. think that, yeah, that's then what he the film's doesn't even take the food that he offers him, which. That that does annoy me. I've seen people where they've offered food and they still want money anyway. It's a bit. Maybe they're offering the guy like you know something terrible like pound bakery or something, and he's just like nah nah geez. Got like a really bad peanut allergy and it's like, <laughs> something like that. It's like I can't take it. You'll kill me. But yeah, um, yeah. I thought that was that's an interesting one. Um, there's uh, pe- impatient people just in general. So there's the phone booth scene. Another fantastic quote where uh, the guy tells him to hurry up. I don't really understand why, because he's not really on the phone for that long, and he's he's just using the phone, fo- no one uses phone booths now, but at the time, he's just using a regular phone booth, completely fine, and then the bloke just kicks off at him, saying that, you know, you're taking too long, blah, 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 can you get out of the phone booth? To which he replies, I think it's out of order, and then sprays it full of machine gun bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, impatient people. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think I would... I mean, I'm not saying that I would carry a fully automatic weapon for such a, a you know, an occurrence, but I probably would. Like, if someone were being like that, I'd be like, oh, fuck you, and sort of petty. I think I would just stay on the phone and say, yeah. you can try and forcibly remove my son. But I'm, I'm busy. But yeah, I'm having a... Talking to my, I'm trying to talk to my wife. I don't even... I, to be honest, I don't like talking on the phone, so I, I probably wouldn't be on there that long anyway. You've obviously got the these other scenes to do with the army surplus stop, but we'll we'll not go into that because it's a it's, it's very interesting. It's quite a big part of the film, so we'll we'll leave that as well, it we'll is. leave that for people to enjoy at your leisure. Again, make sure you do it if you haven't seen it. A lot of people that I know haven't seen Falling Down, well, I so would, I make can, sure you watch it. I'm you know one prime example who yeah, not seen it before, it's, it's, and it's, it's a fantastic a... film. Um, I did know that there's a golf course scene in this, mm. which means that for the second week in a row, there was a slightly, probably less hilarious golf course scene in this one compared to the one in uh, The Founder where he flops the burger and shouts lettuce at the guy. Yeah. Um, in this one, um, the fantastic quote is that the guy, as you do on a golf course, if someone's in the way, you shout four and, you know, smack it. You know, I don't know why people do that anyway. I guess it's people that have not realised and walked on as opposed to someone who's already there and then he just fires it at him. Well, you, if you're if you're bad at golf, like I'm, I'm pretty yeah, terrible at golf. If, golf. if you miss hit the ball, and some is the typical they're public, reasonably public places, then you don't want somebody to get hit by the ball and uh, be wounded. So you shout ball. To, to which he comes back and goes five, and then uh, <laughs> shoots him. I think I think he shoots him. Pretty sure he shoots him. Oh. No, he doesn't. He attacks his golf buggy, doesn't he? I was going to say, I don't I think, think he, he shoots, shoots in the him. air or he scares him with a gun and then he gets rid of his golf buggy. A couple guy, of warning shots. The guy has all he a, needs. <laughs> pops a couple in the air. 
Um, but yeah, I just thought it was quite funny for the second week in a row, considering I didn't know what was in this film. There was two golf course scenes. Golf permeating culture left, right, and center. <laughs> There's the uh, so this is probably another annoyance. You've you've seen the roads closed. There's loads of roads closed. If you go through Leeds, this it's a nightmare at the moment. It's, we've got a one-way system in our city center. It's it's awful. It always has been. Mate, I've just been, I've just been to London. Don't talk to me about driving. <laughs> it's a joke down there. Leeds is like a breeze compared to that. So. Can you sympathise with the fact that he he sort of you know interrogates this this poor workman into uh, at this point he's got his GI Joe get up on he's just come from surplus store and he's like why is this road closed and he's like oh you know it's under maintenance but the guy's literally just sat on his ass not doing anything he's like well is it and he just pushes him and pushes him and pushes him and pushes him whips out the the aforementioned rocket launcher that you mentioned before mm, yeah and uh, yeah it's annoying isn't it I. I, I I can feel I I wouldn't carry a, a rocket launcher, but uh, I do get annoyed. I don't know if I'd ever have a go at a construction worker though. They're a bit. No, I'm getting the, what I'm getting from this is that you are an angry bloke. Like I <laughs> I think I would think it's annoying that this road is closed, and uh, is but it's not the gate. It's, it's some city planning guy's fault that it's that's closed. Uh, I'm not gonna have a go at the frontline worker. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't either. Is what I was just saying is I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't have a go at the frontline worker. Maybe a bit annoyed. I get, I get annoyed. I get annoyed a lot. Maybe I've got a problem. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm going to have a falling down moment in a couple of weeks' time on this podcast. Possibly. I think you just fall over and cry. I don't think it's going to. You're not going to start shooting stuff fetal, at least. Fetal position and just get upset about the world. Um, I don't think there is any more, and I think we're going to we're going to move on to that. Let's get on to the food. Let's, let's talk the about the food. Part. This is like the quickest we've got on to the food scene. So oh, is it record yeah, yeah, breaking? Yeah. Bang on into the thirty-minute section of the podcast. Whoop whoop. <laughs> See if we can finish this on a on a reasonable note. Um, so over to Lee with uh, the chug no chug transition. <laughs> perfect, perfect, absolutely love it. Just uh, rocking out in Beard HQ here. <laughs> popping in it it's going wild absolutely wild over here yeah. <laughs> just, just two of us it's like the playboy mansion everywhere <laughs> we, we're gonna get the, like the velveteen uh dressing gowns out get our slippers on some playboy bunny ladies around hey look don't tell everyone everyone will, everyone will want to come here otherwise. <laughs> i'll be out of a show um so yeah the, the oh come on you've um you have seen this scene now because you you quickly reminded yourself I don't, I don't even know why I, remember. I this is this one is burned into my my retinas man it's like this is the, one of the greatest scenes ever I might do you want me to do the scene the play by play this scene's so important to you that you actually have merchandise related to this I do yeah, scene, yeah. I have a whammy whammy burger t- I'm not wearing it right now but um yeah I do have a, a whammy burger t-shirt and uh in that is the the whammy burger scene so over to beard with the explanation right, of, okay of the scene I'm going to go into less um, photographic detail, but um, yeah, so Michael Douglas's character walks into uh, a Whammy Burger, which is, is reminiscent of a, a McDonald's or, you know, any kind of... The, the the branding is strong. I like the branding. Yeah, the big burger guy in the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's red and yellow as well, though, so you, you do get the fact... You, you do get the sense that they're alluding to uh, McDonald's. And the cool street out in the car park as well. Yeah, massive. yeah. That, that kind of just made me hungry looking at that painted on burger on the asphalt i was like yeah. it's got me thinking like this after the pulp fiction was well i want to open up some of these fictional restaurants as a real restaurants in real life there's a whammy but when i googled for this it's, it's not real i know it's not i know yeah. it exists but it's not real anyway yeah so he walks into the, the 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 fast food place he says can i get some breakfast the guy says no we, we've st- well, actually it's a, a lady he speaks to first and uh, she says no we stopped serving breakfast 
Um, and then, you know, he's, he's a little bit irritated by that. So he asked for the manager. The manager comes over. He says, yeah, no, breakfast, we stopped that three minutes ago. Well, he says at 11.30, whatever. Michael Douglas checks his watch. Um, it's, it's three minutes after breakfast has finished. And uh, that's, that irritates him to some degree. And, uh, yeah, it, things escalate from there. He pulls an Uzi out, starts shooting into the sky. And it, then it kind of becomes like a bit of a heist situation. He's not trying to rob anything. He just wants breakfast, but they won't serve him breakfast. And, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the scene. I'd say that's a, a pretty good summary of the scene. Sorry, um, if anyone can hear in the background, I think a, a helicopter has just gone overhead. So I've just, what? I, even I, I didn't hear that and I, I'm here? Yeah, I was just checking, but I can hear something. Like there's a, there's a faint sort of whirring noise. It's gone now, but I'm just uh, just apologising to our, you know, 30-odd listeners, or however, yeah, hopefully more for this one. Um, yeah, no, that was, that was a pretty good summary, to be fair. I mean... Um, YouTube, I mean, get the scene on I've, YouTube, right? It's for context, if you want to... If you, if, if you want to just get the scene, just type, type in falling down scene and it'll be the yeah. first scene. Yeah, um, the the comment section on there is absolutely hilarious as well. Depending on which one you go to, there's there's some very funny comments about what he's. I try with, he's I try to there. avoid YouTube comments these days. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I mentioned, you know the painted burger on the floor was pretty cool. I thought it was really enticing. And then, like you said, like the whole aesthetic of it is kind of it, it, it's poking fun at, but also referencing the sort of like the fast paced food sort of fast food industry in in, in the way that it's got like an amalgamation of quite a lot of different it, mm. it kind of has like the menus and stuff of kind of like a for for UK listeners um like a wimpy kind of vibe to it. They do yeah. yeah 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 it's got a bit of a wimpy esque look to like the pictures of the burger that um you know we'll we'll mention in a second that he, he sort of goes into um but yeah he goes in um would, would you eat this so his original order it, it's got it's the strange naming convention, which I'll explain in a second. So he goes in and orders a ham and cheese omelette with wham fries, <laughs> um, which two things immediately occur to me is uh, in my head, wham as in like, you know, the the, the group. George which, Michael. Yeah, George, which I don't know why. Just some careless whisper going on in the background or something like that whilst he's ordering his food. Strange. But then two, it, it's, it's very smurfy, isn't it? It's very smurfy. It's like, you know, where they just use that the word smurfing or smurf, when oh, smurfs you mean, talk, yeah, they just always it. throw in the yeah. word smurf. Um, but in this case, wham. Yeah, it's just wham. Everything's just wham, which even at McDonald's, you obviously get the muck, but not everything, like not everything on the menu at Burger King, McDonald's and KFC has the name in convention, whereas this one is literally just like wham this, wham that. Whamlet is a, or whamlet is a, it's just so interesting. It doesn't sound appetizing. Jolly Bee do, do it quite a lot. Jolly this, jolly that. Uh, according to you, I, I did watch your video after you mentioned it, and uh, yeah, it looked like you were very excited about that ham and pineapple burger from yeah, the lovely. episode. But the rest of it was uh, interesting. The, interesting. The, the jolly spaghetti was not particularly jolly. But also, Jolly Bee, if you if you do want to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> um, yeah. So that they obviously tell him to stop serving breakfast, um, um, and obviously the. I would say one of the scene stealing lines in this is where he just very point blank goes. I want breakfast. It's just, yeah. that's it. There's I nothing like, else. Have, having worked in very briefly, well, not briefly, but like w- way back when in customer service stuff to a degree, Yeah, I feel that the, the, the manager's kind of hatred for him though at that point when he's saying, yeah. have you ever heard the expression, the customer's always right? 
Yeah. And he's like, that's that's not our policy, you know, just just order some flipping lunch, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you hung up on breakfast? It's eleven thirty, that's too late for breakfast anyway. Yeah. If it, at the very least that's brunch. Yeah. Right. There ain't no brunch menu. No. So order something from that. And plus he was gonna order fries with his breakfast anyway. Yeah, strange. Why? Yeah. So like just get yeah, get get a burger instead of a whamlet or whatever the heck he wants we, to order. We, we can't work out the inner workings of defense, to be honest, to figure out uh, what what is going on at this point in the film. But uh, it's still quite early days in the film, really, compared to what occurs later on. Um yes, the can I speak to your manager thing, he, he I my immediate sort of note taking during this scene was that he, he he's basically the 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 boss level like he he is the boss like um, he doesn't look like it just like your regular sort of average joe but he is boss level karen like he yeah. is he is like um you know pulls out the the tech nine um and that's it he's he's taking he's not taking no for an answer is he really he, he is boss level video game style of a of a Karen in uh, modern culture. Yeah. If if there was like a GTA downloadable content, the Karen, the Karen DLC, it'd be th- defense. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah, he he, he goes full postal. He whips the the Uzi out whatever it is. Says, "Look, I'm having breakfast, mate. Get to it." Um, and then actually, funnily enough, he changes his he mind, changes his mind, which like I think that. undermines his position a bit. But I, still do it. it yeah, I mean, of course. Got, it's easier for him. Yeah, this, <laughs> at, this, at this point, it, it should have been like, let's wind back time, put the Uzi away. Now we can, you know, now you want to order from the, the, the lunch menu, we're all good. We're all good whilst everyone's cowering in the in the background. Um, I also found it really funny is I don't want to be your buddy, Rick. Yeah. Um, he just tells him because he mentions that he's basically like an AA meeting because that he's referring to him all by a name. That speaks like, to me on a spiritual level, that part. When he walks in, he says, why am I calling you Sheila? Why am I calling you Rick? Yeah. I, I've, I've worked for my boss for 10 years and I still call him Mr. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I don't like that when people kind of, I mean... Kind of is what it is these days, isn't it? I don't, even, I don't like anyone calling me Adam in a weird way. It feels like I'm being told off. Yeah. No, it, it is strange. I do also find it really, really funny where she turns around and goes, oh, you can call me Miss Folsom if you want. Yeah. <laughs> she's clearly, she's... like, proper proper hitting on him, sort of, like, yeah, a she... little bit crushing on him. as he's... She seems a little bit turned on by his his he's... maniacal nature. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what that is. It could have, his whole fortunes in this film could have been changed there because uh, one, of, one of the facts that I have for this scene is that that, that actress, Sheila, is actually Dee Dee Pfeiffer. So it's Michelle Pfeiffer's sister. So he could have just been oh, like, damn, you know, like Miss Folsom. Cool. Let's, uh, after I finished uh, holding up this, well, he pays. He doesn't even hold it up. He, he does mention later on that he paid for his food. He just he just wanted breakfast and pulled the gun out. He could have everything that happened after. He could have just faded off into the sunset. Yeah. With, uh, DD Pfeiffer. There wouldn't have been a film then, though. You know, if he no. just if he well, just it'd got like happy. All of other, all of Michael Douglas's other films, he <laughs> it turned into like a soft porn type yeah. film from that point onwards. <laughs> Um, I find it really weird though. DD Five was in that. When I looked her up on IMDb, she's not really been in much else since. I think she's more she's come out of acting, maybe gone into screenwriting and things like that. Obviously, her sister's still mega famous, but uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is now uh, Janet Van Dyne. She she plays Hank Pym's lost wife. That he, you know in in the comics. Everything comes lost. back to comic book movies with you, man. It, it, it just it's, that's that's what life is all about. Isn't I, it? I, I didn't even know Michelle Pfeiffer had a sister. That's that's. That's mind blowing. No, she won't. She won't in much. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, Miss Miss Folsom. You can call me Miss Folsom. I, I liked that bit. 
Um, the other bit, you, you've obviously mentioned the the, the boss, um, where he didn't call his own boss for like seven and a half years. Yeah. Um, the fact that this would irk me a little bit, but it is rules are rule. You want like it annoy you, but it's kind of your own fault that you've turned up late. But it, he looks at his watch and it is eleven thirty three, and they stopped at eleven thirty. So, but it's his own fault. It, you know, you're on foot. You've got you stopped to check that hole in his shoe over that burger sign that he's got all that time when he's walking. He keeps checking his shoe. It's your own fault. Running that kill, you know, running, run to till. Or do you break? Or do you wamlet? Yeah, I, I think it, the the reason that everything is so, um, you know, it's my, it's basically it's minutia, right? He's getting wound up over little things, but the, there's a reason for that. It's, it's 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 leading you to the to to think about, you know, why these odd, um, what's the word, um, idiosyncrasies of of human behavior and bureaucracy happen, you know. Like why, why couldn't they just say to him, you know, all right, we'll give you breakfast. Yeah. But equally, he's he's, uh, he's out he's of order for, for for you know that. Yeah, and it's how you how you reconcile those two things. They've got to have a policy. They've got to start serving lunch at some yeah, point. Yeah, he's got he's guys like shrugging his breakfast. Away. Like, is it on or is it off? <laughs> Who knows? Is the breakfast in the box? Is the breakfast outside of the box? Who knows? But yeah, they they have to they do have to stop at some point. Um, Unless, well, I mean, McDonald's now in America, not here, but in America, they do all day breakfast. Yeah, it's, yeah, maybe, maybe defense was on or something. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's because of that. Let me show you. The, I can imagine the market meeting. Let me show you this scene. This could happen one day. Let's start doing all day breakfast. Yeah, great idea. <laughs> it's just come to me. Oh, well done, like John the intern. This come with this idea. It's now head of McDonald's. Okay, it all just goes back to McDonald's, doesn't it? As well yeah. after last week. Um, yeah, so obviously you mentioned the expression, the customer is always right. Well, here I am, the customer. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I don't want lunch, I want breakfast. And then the um, where the manager's like, I'm really sorry. And he's like, well, hey, I'm really sorry too. And then whips the gun out. Whips the gun out, yeah. Um, hey, mister, where are you going? Sit down and finish your lunch. That guy, <laughs> at first I thought that dude was on like, this is a guy trying to escape from the restaurant. Actually, you <laughs> might you might take your chances if somebody's holding a place up, you think, you know, there's a good I'm man. looking at me let, behind, maybe. Let, let me see if I can get out. I thought at first he's on a Zimmer or something because he's really slow, but it turns <laughs> out, no, he's just he's just slow. Like, if that had been me, Gone. I'd have probably <laughs> tried to tuck and roll like through the window, shatter the glass maybe. I like to think I would have been a little bit nippier than him. But uh, yeah. yeah, sits back down. Sits back down with his wife, who will come back to in a second. Uh, <laughs> eat your lunch. You all need your vitamins, A's, B's, C's. <laughs> like just like <laughs> yes, from a from a fast food establishment. There's no, there's no. There might be a little C in there if they got some. I don't know, some some orange juice, but there ain't gonna be much vi- uh, vitamin A in there. No, um, and then obviously he shoots the roof and blames it on a sensitive trigger. Um, Which doesn't fill you with confidence because you think, well, well if you could shoot the roof, waving it around yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, like you mentioned, obviously, he tells Rick to sort his lunch out because he feels like, um, I feel more comfortable now after all that we've been through together, that he can now call him Rick after his two minutes of yeah. accidentally sort of, but kind of on purpose, holding the place up. Yep. Uh, changes to lunch. So would you eat this? Again, It's it, we don't see any food in this scene. The reason that it's so iconic is just it's set in a fast food establishment and it kind of pokes fun at that. What does he do? He, he does. He does whammy, a double whammy burger with cheese. Cheese. Yep. Whammy fries, and it's cho- some kind of chocolate shake. Yep. Chocolate wham shake. A chocolate wham shake. Um, he also just throws in between there. Are you, you getting this? Because obviously Rick's just like stood there, like what 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 is going on? Which you would be, I suppose. He wanted breakfast two minutes ago, and now yeah. he's. He doesn't even explain why he changes. He's just like watching everyone else eat, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have a, a double whammy." But do you think a double whammy burger would be nice? I mean, we see it. 
No, I mean it doesn't look nice. It looks like it's McDonald's level, so yeah. I, I hope the shake. Burger. I hope the shake's nice, but I bet everything else is terrible. It doesn't look double either. It just like it looked. It looked almost, probably not quite as, but almost as perfect as that burger that I was like flapping around here last yeah, week. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, but it was. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad looking. It's and, a busy place though. Plenty of people eating there. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a fact related to people eating there in a second, but we we get to get back to uh, the mister who's too slow, um, who needs to sit back down to his wife. Um, so obviously, good old uh, Michael Douglas asking everyone how, how they're doing, how's your food, ask the little boy, how's his food, everything like that. Gets to her, asks her, and you ma'am, how's the food? And then she just, just throws up here, you'll have heard it at the beginning of this uh, this very episode. Um, I think we have a critic. I don't <laughs> think she likes a special sauce, Rick. And then the thing that made it is obviously that's that is already funny. And obviously with our levels of humor, just special sauce in general, and obviously every all everything about it was funny. But then the fact that he adds the line "that's a joke" just at the end because he's just like this really mild temper, like at that point where he's just he's risen his temper and then he's come back down. And he feels the need to actually explain that he was making the joke. He's, well, he's, he's, he's trying to make every at this point. He's trying to make out he's not an absolute whack job and that uh, he's trying to make all the diners feel safe. Yeah. I'm not going to shoot you right. Are you enjoying your stuff? And I think part of that is him saying that's a joke. Yeah. You can laugh because I think probably Rick doesn't want to laugh in case he puts, you know, a bullet between his eyes yeah. <laughs> But uh, or many because it's an automatic weapon, right? But, um, yes. yeah. A sensitive trigger. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that one. That was that is why it made it onto the episode. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we were just talking about that, uh, Perfect burger. Um, uh, this is what I'm talking about. It's plump. It's juicy. It's three inches thick. We're talking about burger, by the way, guys. Uh, <laughs> now, now look at this sorry, miserable, squashed thing. And he's he's just flopping the burger around whilst he's pointing at the one on the menu. And this is true. This is this is true. That, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, I've, you you go to all these uh, restaurant places. Uh, is there any that you've gone to where you thought it might have very much looked like what you were supposed to be eating and it didn't? Oh yeah, like McDonald's every time. Like, I don't even know why they bother with the pictures of McDonald's. Just, no. like, get rid of them. Everyone knows what Big Mac is. Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't know, like, K- I don't really like KFC, but that comes off better because I think because fri- to- fried chicken is large, so it can never really get that squashed. Yeah. Uh, five Guys, it gets more squashed, but they don't have pictures. Yeah. Yeah, no, true. Yeah, they've learned. <laughs> That's how you know. If, if a place does not have pictures, it's got to be good food. because they don't, they don't even need pictures to sell them to you. Heard it here first. Food it first. theory. I mean, some, I, I found, I, I'm from like a marketing background. I found this out a couple of years ago that, you know, like the Domino's and Pizza Hut adverts. Mm, yeah. That isn't a real pizza. Like it might be a real base, but isn't. like the cheese and things like that, yeah. it's glue. Some of it's glue to make the, the cheese do the proper long cheese pulls. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the, what's the other one? Another famous one is uh, if you ever want to uh, photograph if you're a food photographer you want to photograph something with cream on it so like a stack of pancakes something shaving yeah. foam because it doesn't melt at room temp yeah you just got like a perfect little splodge on, on splodge the... of uh, what you think might be whipped cream on top but it's not it's shaving foam which is going to taste like ass <laughs> or shaving foam I'm getting, a, I'm getting a Jurassic Park vibe from shaving foam on food <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that one day um, and then yeah, he just turns around and tells. He's just like, "Can anybody tell me what's wrong with this picture? Anybody? Anybody?" And then the very last bit of this whole scene is the little boy that he was asking before, just putting his hand up. Bless Again, him, it's qu- yeah, but that, there's a reason for that. It's, like I said, it's quite a philosophical film. The, the one person in there that knows is the the kid that's not being conditioned by years of backbreaking labor and bureaucracy. The kid knows that if you're buying something from the restaurant, it should look like what you're buying, right? Yeah. 
and uh, that's what that's the message uh, that the, the film is trying to s- send you. I think more the human race needs more integrity. I I can I can definitely vouch for that, and I will add as we move on to the outro that this was filmed at Angelo's Burgers in Linwood, California, which. I am led to believe, is still there to this very day. And when I went and looked at the reviews, as you mentioned before about the the food, I can't remember, I mentioned earlier that we'd get to it. Um, Someone in the comments section for a video that I'd seen where they put the scene next to, they went in and filmed where the scene was to pair it, half and half. Cool. And someone in the comments was like, I used to go there every weekend with my dad and get pancakes and they were amazing. So... You know, there you go, Beard. If you end up back in America, if you end up in California, where you could go check it out and wear your Whammy Burger t-shirt and let us know what you what it's like. I think I might be going to VidCon, actually, maybe in uh, September. I've not been invited or anything. I think I might just go for a business. <laughs> I've not been invited. You're going to plow my way b- in. And b- just, b- business trip. You know who I am? <laughs> I go as like a, you know, a spectator kind of thing. Business trip, so it's to learn. I don't really, really hide, like LA, though, though, to be honest. You can't really hide. Like, even if you are a mask, you can just see the beard underneath. Like yeah. I, know, I know it's not like Comic Con. I'm just saying that like some people go to like celebrities or people in that industry sometimes go to those things to be in with the crowd, try and mingle. I think you might have a bit of an hard time going to a Maybe. YouTube convention and hiding, unless you wear like a full on like big costume. Of I some could kind. wear one of those morph suits that totally covers my body, <laughs> including the beard. That's an idea. Who's that guy with just like the, the weird mound going off the side of his neck <laughs> where the morph suit ends? Um, and yeah, we'll we'll leave that image with you and we'll move on to the outro, shall we? Unless you've got let's, anything else you want to say. No, let's do it. We, we did that same justice. I think we did as well. Man, three weeks in, three episodes in, another one in the can. Doing pretty good at this, aren't we? Pretty well, I think. I think. I mean, I don't know about the object. Objectivity is hard when you. I'm not sure how entertaining it is. We're just rambling about pointless scenes from films, but but you could say nothing if we're not, you know, consistent at least. Yeah. Three weeks, three. I'm a busy bloke as well. It's, it's it's hard for me to get down here and uh, and do this. We're missing a very very important football match against Scotland versus the Czech Republic to be here to provide this content for you lovely people. And I've watched every game so far too. It's very rare that I get to watch, like, have any leisure time to watch yeah. stuff. But I mean, when the Euros World Cup comes around, I clear the schedule, maybe sacrifice a few videos, make a couple of naff ones <laughs> and um, enjoy the footy. But yeah, this is, this is the first game I've missed, the Scotland one. I feel like Scotland are going to do it, like maybe a 1-0 or something. Maybe, maybe. We're, we're from Leeds and obviously... Um, Leeds United fans as well, so we're hoping that Liam Cooper does well, apart from on Friday. Muck Cooper. Muck Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully he does okay, apart from on Friday, where he, um, the England, which, uh, fun fact for anyone that is listening, is apparently the world's oldest international match, international rivalry. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Yeah, didn't know that. Anyway, this isn't a football podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll probably spin off into one of them at some point. <laughs> Uh, we are available wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, that is that is a fact now. We we're, are we're, on pretty much all platforms now, finally. We're on iTunes now. We are on iTunes. and we've, had, we've got nine reviews and we're sitting at a nice casual 4.6 or 4.7 out of 5. I think um, that's higher than my garlic bread song. There we go. See? Look. I mean... Levels that... to this. <laughs> levels to this game. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you if you do listen on Apple Podcasts, or even if you don't, give us a review because that should hopefully push us into that magical little Apple Podcast algorithm and get us in front of some more people. Um, but if not, 
follow us wherever you do listen and uh, yeah we hope you enjoy keep listening you can find us over on twitter instagram and facebook as a as a collective uh, as a as a as a twosome i guess it's it's sort of manned by me but he's involved his beard yeah he's pulling a face at twosome it's not like that and all all <laughs> all, uh, all thoughts and um and, and statements made are those of the film fella not me i'm not affiliated directly if you say good stuff i'll take the credit but anything bad i don't want to get cancelled so here we go. Here we go. But you can find us at Movie Mouthfuls. So nice and easy, all the same on every single channel. You can find myself over at thefilmfella underscore. And you can also, if you if you want to, you can go on YouTube, you can look for me, The Film Fella. I haven't done any videos for a little while. They're usually on film and TV reviews, things like that. I've had beard on before. I I don't know. I'll be coming back to it You'll soon. You'll be saying that for three weeks now, son. Where's the where's where's, where's the consistency? It'll come back. I've got I've got some personal situation going on at home that's uh, meant that this is a little easier to manage compared to a video. But I will be back. Um, and Beard um, is, is rather bashful and never wants to never, never wants to promote himself. But you can... yeah, don't don't come watch. I even said on the Jackmate <laughs> podcast, I said don't bother me. You could, if you if you're into it, Google Beard Food. He might find me somewhere. But that's about it. That was my opportunity for a plug. I didn't plug this podcast, by the way. Damn. I, pr- I probably should have done that. Was, damn, that was the time. <laughs> I, I get by on my own dime, you know. No, no collabs or whatever they call them these days. Just pure hard work. I mean, I mean this was like, God, how many years have I known you now? <laughs> it's a long so, time uh, in the making. It feel, I bet it feels a lot longer for me than it does for you, put it that way. <laughs> if you fancy sending us any questions, if there's any films that you thought of that we might not have thought of, you can email us at moviemouthfuls at gmail.com or, you know, slightly easier why don't you just follow us on twitter and send us a tweet or try and dm us we'll we'll definitely look into stuff if you want to support us as he's just said this is completely separate so i've set this up <laughs> i'm not affiliated with this I, I have my own patreon and i never ask people to give to, I, I don't yeah i don't like it but if you want to help jordan out by a by a new mic or something yeah the patreon e- thing e- exists. everything will go back into the podcast i'm not going to try and buy my own tesla or anything like like adam oh, has is that a little dig that was a dig this this will all, all all go back into the pod um We'll, we'll try and improve it. We'll do more things. And if we can do more exciting things with Patreon support, we will do. If you can't, absolutely fine. Um, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world right now. So I understand. And uh, as always, big thanks to Lee. We haven't really ribbed him as much this episode. Just because um, I can't hear him. I, I forgot my headphones. <laughs> he forgot his headphones. So he can't, he can't actually hear what's going on. Like, uh, yeah, poor form. But cheers, Lee. And uh, yeah, we'll be back very soon. But until then, remember that breakfast stops at 11.30 a.m. Yeah. Peace. In a bit. Hi, I'm Dietrich. I'm Alex. And I'm Ben. We're from the podcast That Song From That Movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. We want you to join us on our voyage across the cinematic sound waves as we take a deep dive on a new song and movie each week to figure out just what makes them tick. Already we've set sail with Celine Dion on the Titanic, found a friend in Toy Story, and gotten drenched out in the rain with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Hopefully each breakdown allows us to answer the ultimate question of what's better, the movie or the song. Or at least learn something new along the way. Just like learning that Toy Story 4 is a meaningless cash grab without a soul. You can subscribe right now on all good podcast platforms. If you use one of the bad ones, then that's on you, and we can't be held responsible. Subscribe to That Song from That Movie.